अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांगमनसगोचरम आत्मानम अखिलाधारम आश्रयभीष्टसिद्धये I take refuge in the self the indivisible the existence consciousness bliss absolute beyond the reach of words and thought and the substratum of all for the attainment of my cherished desire so in with vedanta sara in our study of the vedanta sara we have come to a crucial point where some very vital concepts and very interesting concepts for example what is the role of the mind in enlightenment you know brahma gyana atma gyana what we are all trying to get what is the role of the mind why is this question important because we keep hearing um we keep hearing that it is beyond uh, thought beyond the mind and again uh, we see that it, the upanishads themselves say that it is to be realized by the mind alone not only that we ourselves observe that whatever we are doing is thoroughly in the mind all our study even our meditation um, even samadhi when you try to shut down the mind in deep meditation you're shutting down the mind <laughs> you're you're working with the mind so the mind is absolutely vital to all of this and yet uh, we are told that it is beyond the mind so what is the, exactly the role of the mind in enlightenment that takes us to the bigger question what is enlightenment what happens during enlightenment what, what is the mechanism um, so and then it takes us to the even bigger question what is the nature of knowledge itself according to advaita vedanta any kind of knowledge because enlightenment is knowledge about brahman or about ourself um, the what, the identity of brahman and the individual self jiva brahma aikya uh, that is the knowledge we are looking for in in advaita but what is the knowledge in general what do you when you see somebody when you hear uh, sound when you think all this kind of knowledge what is going on there so these are the questions which are now going to be answered uh, so these are very important and very interesting also but the points which are being made here are subtle so you have to pay attention and think about it i have given you the outline last time but we will dive into it this time so text number we were on text number 172 um in 172 we already read this i'll just quickly go through it and then proceed 172 says satu chit pratibimba sahita sati pratyagabhinna magyatam param brahma vishaykritya tadgata agyanam eva badhate tada patakarana tantudahe patadaha vadakila karane agyane badhite sati tat karyasya akhilasya baditatvad antar what does that mean remember um, that the basic concepts just in fact uh, the talk i gave on sunday uh, the lamp of bliss which is based on the seventh chapter of the panchadashi which is based on the brihadaranyaka upanishad atmanam chedvijaniyat ayam asmiti purusha brihadaranyaka upanishad 4412 there we talked about this the, the crucial concept here is you are really pure consciousness chit and because of maya you are reflected in maya and its products what is my the product of maya especially one important product is the mind 
So you, the pure consciousness, are reflected in the mind. So now you have you have three concepts. Uh, analytically speaking, you have the pure consciousness, Chaitanya, which is the only reality that there is. Then you have Maya and its products, which are all Maya, Maya, mind, and so on. And then you have the reflection of consciousness in that uh, Maya, which is called Chidabhasa, reflected consciousness. And the example I gave, keep it in mind, everything will be clear. The uh, face, your real face, this face. And then there is a mirror. Or for example, uh, this is also good. In a, in a computer, in a camera, you can see, I can see my own face in the computer. So here is my real face. There is my reflected face or the image of my face. And that requires a mirror or a computer. Now, this real face is like chit, pure consciousness. And the reflecting medium, mirror or computer, is like maya and mind. Especially here, let's, we'll, we'll just call it the mind. And the reflected face there is called chidabhasa. Um, it, it's like the reflected consciousness. Now, of these three, Mind, everybody knows. We all feel the mind right now. There's nobody who does not, has, has not some notion of the mind at least because we are all, all the time using it. We're thinking, feeling, uh, imagining, remembering, desiring, understanding. Um, all of this is the mind. And note carefully, in the mind right now, you feel aware. So I'm making a distinction. Within the mind itself, I'm distinguishing the awareness in the mind from the contents of the mind. Let me repeat. I am distinguishing the awareness in the mind from the contents in the mind. What is this dis distinction like? It's like distinguishing the reflected face from the mirror. The mirror is like the mind and the awareness is like the reflected face. So now in, um, when knowledge happens, what happens? Um, by using our sense organs, our eyes, or like right now, for example, we are using ears to listen to the voice. So the ears will deliver sound to the mind, and in the mind, the sound creates a vritti. You're paying attention to what is coming into the ears, so there's a vritti. Vritti means a modification in the mind, a thought about, about the input from the sense organ. That thought is illumined by what? By the reflected consciousness there. The chidabhasa in the mind, which is always there, just like if you have a mirror and you look at the mirror, your face will always be reflected in the mirror. You are pure consciousness and the presence of the mind reflects that pure consciousness. That reflected consciousness, Chidabhasa, will illumine anything happening in the mind. Now what is happening in the mind? Chittavritti. Whatever happens in the mind is called a Chittavritti. How do these Chittavrittis come? Swami Vivekananda gives a nice example of a pebble being thrown into a lake. When you throw a pebble into a lake, there are ripples created. So what are the pebbles? All the inputs from the world. Sound, form, smell, taste, touch. And not only from the external world, from within the mind itself. Memories, desires, all of these create ripples in the lake of the mind. These ripples are called vrittis. Note, the vrittis are nothing but the mind. They are the mind itself in motion. And each vritti is about something. So you are... Um, right now you are having vrittis in the mind, they are about the sound of my speech. You are having vrittis in the mind, they are about the, in the computer screen which is giving a form, uh, a vritti about it. So you have com uh, computer akara vritti, uh, shabda akara vritti, these are vrittis going on in the mind. 
and as the vrittis are going on in the mind they are being continuously illumined by the reflected consciousness present in the mind this mind taking vrittis about something is called vritti vyapti suppose we want to know x some object x it could be a form it could be a sound something then the mind will have an x akara vritti the vritti about x and the reflected consciousness in the mind will illumine that vritti so when the vritti is there we call it vritti vyapti pervasion by the vritti what is pervaded by the vritti that object x that input x this is a fancy way of simply saying that you are having a vritti or you are attending to that sensory input that's all you are paying attention to that sensory input simultaneously what happens is the reflected consciousness riding on that vritti illumines the content of that vritti this is called phalavyapti phalavyapti pervasion by reflected consciousness these are little dry abstract terms but they are something please note they are going on right now there is nothing abstract about it right now we are we are experiencing and if you note it you can immediately note what's going on are you not paying attention to what i'm saying if you are then what you are doing is you are using your sense organs and paying atten- uh, attention by the mind that's generating a vritti in the mind about my speech that vritti is being lit up by the awareness constantly present in the mind so why are you distinguishing the awareness from the vritti because the vrittis keep changing right now you are listening to my speech after that you will see something else after that you may take a, a dinner you will have a taste vritti sound vritti form vritti various vrittis are coming even when you are listening to me it's not one vritti moment to moment to moment vrittis are coming and going every word of mine every sound is creating a vritti in your mind so vrittis keep changing but the reflected consciousness is the same one chidavasa that reflected consciousness keeps on illumining these vrittis that is called phalavyapti so these two terms please keep in mind vrittivyapti and phalavyapti um now what happens is in the case of enlightenment brahma gyana realization what happens is we generate a vritti about brahman how do you generate that by the shravana manana nididhyasana pedanta what we are doing right now if it falls in place if it clicks if it's the right vritti exactly what is being transmitted by the upanishads we get it as it is meant to be as the rishis of the upanishads meant you know in communication any kind of communication there is the speaker and there is the hearer there is the originator of the communication and there is the recipient of the communication and the originator has an intention in sanskrit it is called vivaksha the what is intended to be conveyed and if the recipient understands it in exactly the same way as what the communicator wanted to convey then the communication is successful so the the upanishad the communication is successful then what will happen is there will be a vritti vyapti about brahman what it is like it's just sort of falls into place it clicks in a moment and that vritti vyapti normally it should be illumined by the reflected consciousness but the reflected consciousness is not necessary anymore why because the reflected consciousness is coming from brahman it's like i give you the example of the moon reflecting the sun's light back to the sun the moonlight need not illumine the sun 
because the sun is shining with its own light a million times brighter than the moon and not only that moreover the moonlight is nothing other than the sunlight it is the sun's own light so the sun blazes forth just that conjunction has to happen earth moon sun in our in this case that conjunction has to happen you have to get it what the upanishad is trying to say just by the way i heard a very nice uh, uh, you know simile about or metaphor about what the upanishads are did you ever hear this that the upanishads are a burp <laughs> dekur in bengali the great marathi saint uh, gyaneshwar he says the rishis of the upanishads they stuffed themselves with self knowledge they were they filled their bellies with self knowledge they had a nice feast of self knowledge and they burped and that burp was the upanishads <laughs> so so i really can't also say these are the expressions of the realizations of the rishis but i never thought that uh, the this most august and uh, ancient and sacred of scriptures would be described as a burp so all right now what happens well, one more point to be noted what exactly is the fu- function of vritti vyapti what exactly is the function of phala vyapti in any knowledge function of vritti vyapti is to destroy the ignorance about that object so i want to know x right now i'm ignorant about x why for example what is behind me right now maybe you can see but i can't see so i need to i'm ignorant about it what is behind me so in one way i can put it that what is behind me is covered by ignorance for me how do i remove that ignorance i have to create a vritti vyapti how do i create the vritti vyapti i have to look around and use my eyes and see what is there behind me that creates a vritti about the thing which is behind me and it removes the ignorant about, ignorance about that simultaneously what happens is the reflected consciousness in the mind will uh, illumine the revealed uh, the the revealed object and i will get the knowledge that i see what's there so vritti vyapti destroys ignorance phalab vyapti reveals the uh, or illumines the object i'll repeat again objects are hidden to us the vritti vyapti destroys the ignorance hidden by what hidden by ignorance vritti vyapti destroys ignorance phalab vyapti illumines the object another example dark room you have a flashlight now the problem with the flashlight is it cannot illumine the whole room you have only a beam of light so to see things in the room you have to continuously focus that beam of light that focusing is the vritti vyapti just the focusing that means just you turn the flashlight around this way and that way that is creating the vrittis and wherever the light falls that is the phala vyapti so the light is absolutely essential but the light by itself will not reveal what you want to see you need to focus it and then um, you need to focus the instrument and then the the light which is riding that instrument why i am using the riding because these are the terms used uh, vritti arudha um, chaitanya the consciousness riding the vritti by the way when i'm talking about all of this those who are uh, who have studied vedanta in, in depth especially vedanta paribhasha there is a whole discussion about how the antakarana vritti flows out and uh, covers the object to be uh, um, uh, cognized and destroys the ignorance there and the con- consciousness reflected consciousness riding on that antakarna vritti illumines the object so uncovered i'm not going into all of that not necessary um, just we need to understand what's going on in very practical and simple terms so um in the case of 
Brahma Jnana, Vritti Vyapti is necessary, Phalab Vyapti is not necessary. This is a, uh, you can see the power of these terms in a very short way, like a philosophical shorthand, you can answer the question. Um, in the case of enlightenment, the uh, Brahma Jnana, realization, I am Brahman, Vritti Vyapti, absolutely essential. You must focus, you must focus the flashlight. You must turn your mind towards your real self, Brahman, which is inwards actually. But the reflected consciousness in the mind will simply merge back with, will become one with the um, uh, original uh, consciousness or the, the pure consciousness, chit. Chidabhasa, in, in our terms, chidabhasa will not reveal chit. Chit is always self-revealed. But the mirror of the mind must be focused, turned towards or turned, uh, must be made about the chit. I'm saying the same thing multiple times in different ways. All right, that should be enough. So what happens? The consciousness, satu chit pratibimba sahita sati, that uh, the mind, chidabhasa, the, the mind, uh, there's a vritti vyapti created, parabrahmam vishayikritya. That means vritti vyapti is created. And um, tadgata agyanam eva badhate. The ignorance about Parabrahman, our real nature, is negated. Then what happens is, one more point, when the ignorance about our real nature is negated, then every product of that ignorance is also negated. What is that ignorance? Maya. When Maya is negated, all products of Maya, mind, body, universe, everything is negated. Negated means, be careful, negated, I introduced the term Badhate. Badhate means not that the entire universe will be pounded into into cosmic dust or something. It just means it will be falsified. Mithyatva nishchaya. Falsification. You realize that it's not real. Oh, the sky is not really blue. It's uh, just this scattering of light uh, which uh, physics has revealed to me. But when I look at the sky, still looks blue. There is no mirage. There's no water in the desert. It's just a mirage. But when I look at it, still looks like water. Similarly, for an enlightened person, once this process has finished, and looks, opens the eyes, looks around the universe, will still look the same. But the enlightened person now knows, it's thoroughly knows, without any effort, effortlessly knows, it's an appearance. I, the underlying Chaitanya, pure consciousness, am the only reality. That Satchidananda is the only reality. So, <clears throat> Just like if you burn the um, threads in a cloth, the cloth is also automatically burned. Similarly, when the, the material of the entire universe, the material cause of the entire universe, um, which is ignorance, maya, ajnana, when it is negated, the, the product of that maya is the mind. And in that mind, is the Brahma Jnana, the, real, the realization which has just come. You remember uh, the Vritti Vyapti? Where is the Vritti Vyapti? In the mind, it is mental Vritti only. That will also be negated. That will also be negated because if the mind is falsified, then the knowledge in the mind also will be falsified. And so, Chitta Vritti Mapi Bhadita Sati. This answers another question. After enlightenment, you realize you are Brahman. Uh, so what will remain? Will two things remain? Brahman and the knowledge of Brahman? Uh, no, only Brahman will remain. Even the knowledge of Brahman will be negated. 
in the last talk on this Sunday, I raised this question. Um, Panchadashi author Vidyaranya has raised this question that when the opponent asks, so you are saying that this reflected consciousness is not real? Yes, we agree. Only pure consciousness is real. If the reflected consciousness is not real, whose knowledge, who generates this knowledge? It's the reflected consciousness in the mind where the knowledge is generated. If the reflected consciousness is not real, if the mind is not real, then the knowledge I am Brahman in that mind is also not real. The opponent thinks he has caught us, trapped. Vidyarinya uh, Swami, you can imagine his humor and he's so blunt and uh, you know, blatant about it. He says, who says that it is not real? Who says that it is? Uh, who says that it is real? Uh, who say who denies it? Naitik Who is denying it? We perfectly we admit it. The knowledge also is false. Now this confused some people. Somebody asked, so then I am not Brahman. Somebody felt hurt that it's false. No, you are Brahman. You always were Brahman. That fact is not touched. Just the ignorance about the fact that I was Brahman that is gone. And the knowledge which is generated, that is part of the mind, universe, body, mind, they are all falsified. Therefore, the knowledge is also falsified. Falsified means what? It's an appearance. It is none other than Brahman. That's all. And the example that Vidyaranya gave was very nice. Rajju Sarpa Visarpanam. He says, like the snake, rope snake, when you realize it's a rope, the snake goes away. It's like saying, is the going away of the snake real or not? The snake like he's sort of saying the figure of speech, the snake slithers away. The slithering away of a false snake, is it real or not? What I, what I mean by that is, snake was not real. Everybody, now we have understood that. So the snake is gone. Now the opponent is, you the opponent, you are asking, so did the snake, the going away of the snake is the real or not? Because if I say that the going away of the snake is not real, you will immediately say, so the snake is still there? <laughs> did it go away or not? It was never there to begin with. It, it was an error. So the going of the away of the snake is also part of that error. In that sense only that I am Brahman knowledge is falsified. Not that the fact that you are Brahman, that is not falsified. You are, you were Brahman even before that knowledge. That knowledge did not make you Brahman. Enlightenment does not make you the absolute. You already are. That way that sadhus, I still remember always this sadhu used to say, Tum jano ya na jano, tum mano ya na mano, tum hi Ram. Whether you know it or not, whether you accept it or not, you are Rama, you are God or one with God. So, Chitta vritti rapi badhita bhavati, even the Brahmakara vritti, I am Brahman, that also is negated because it is a product in the mind itself, produced in the mind. When the mind is negated, it's also negated. Okay. Then number 173. They are fond of long sentences. 
as the light of a lamp cannot illumine the luster of the sun but is overpowered by it so consciousness reflected in that state of the mind is unable to illumine the supreme brahman self-effulgent and identical with the individual self and is overpowered by it and on the destruction of the state of absolute oneness with which that consciousness is associated there remains only the supreme brahman identical with the individual self just as the image of a face in a looking glass is resolved into the face itself when the looking glass is removed so one must carefully understand and apply these examples tatra pratibimbitam chaitanyam api so now he is saying what is going to what is he going to say that phala vyapti is not necessary he is going to say that the reflected consciousness in that vritti which vritti i am brahman how did that come by carefully listening to the classes and thinking about it and meditating upon it especially by shravana and that comes that vritti with that reflected consciousness that reflected consciousness does not reveal brahman the reflected consciousness does not reveal brahman just like the flashlight you take the beam of the flashlight beam and you can see things in the room but if you turn the flashlight towards the sun if you turn the flashlight towards the sun will you say now i saw a table a chair a person uh, you know like uh, the books in the dark room with my light now i am seeing the sun with my light how silly is that <laughs> similarly he says just like a deepa prabha avabhasana samartha arha just as the lamp if you take a little oil lamp and hold it towards the sun that is it is impossible it, it is a crazy thing to say that little flickering light of my little oil lamp is now illumining the sun not necessary why taya abhivuta bhavati it is simply overwhelmed by the billion times more effulgence of the sun and that's why the moonlight example is even better because in the lamp light you feel sort of difference sunlight is different lamp light is different but moonlight and sunlight is so that's why i really like the example given by that swami ramananda saraswati um that's what exactly is happening to us all the light we use right now light means our thinking feeling you know all the now more technical term palabhyakti which we are using all the time the reflected consciousness is nothing but a tiny tiny uh, fraction of uh, that one indivisible light channeled or reflected of a fragment of maya which has given rise to our antakkarana our inner instrument and then swayam prakashamana pratyagavinna parabrahma avabhasana anarthaya self effulgent um, parabrahma the supreme brahman which is pratyagavinna which is non different from you the inner self you are that you are that and that is you and i am a part of that everybody else is that no there is no everybody else and no part you are that and that is you and there is no, that is nothing but you and you are nothing but that tena abhibhutam sat that that little reflected consciousness in the mind is overwhelmed by you the infinite consciousness so upadibhuta akhanda vritter bajitattvat and where is that reflected consciousness it's in that vritti what vritti i am brahman but that i am brahman vritti has been falsified already because you are enlightened you have realized that whole world including the mind is also an appearance and that knowledge i am brahman that's also an appearance then what happens mukha pratibimbasya mukhamatratvat just as if you remove the mirror remember our example my real face mirror reflected face if you remove the mirror 
then the reflected face is in a way of speaking it remains as nothing but the real face hmm. mirror is gone where is the reflected face you may say reflected face is gone but gone where in a manner of speaking you might say it is nothing but the real face similarly that consciousness riding in your mind right now it remains as its original source uh, which is pure consciousness which you are it says pratyagavinna parabrahma matram bhavati um, that supreme brahman pratyagavinnam in non different from the inner self which you are that alone remains what's the point of this the point of this is that for enlightenment vritti vyapti is necessary and phala vyapti is not necessary vritti vyapti is created by shravan mana nididhyasana and then once the vritti vyapti happens and the self effulgent brahman reveals itself then what will happen the vritti vyapti itself will also be falsified um, the mind will be falsified the vritti vyapti that's why enlightened persons do not want to say i am enlightened it doesn't seem true to them we will misunderstand you think oh so you are not enlightened no not that way you are perfectly enlightened for our practical purposes we should consider enlightened persons as enlightened we should say they are brahmagyani technically however the enlightened person the brahmagyani will refuse to say that because i am brahman not a brahmagyani brahmevaham natu brahmavit i think vivek chudamani also shankaracharya says i am brahman not a knower of brahman then 174 evam cha sati manaseiva anudrashtavyam yan manasana manute ittya ittyanayoho shutyor avirodho vritti vyapyatvam angikarena phala vyapyatva pratishedha pratipadanat such being the case there is no contradiction between the following shruti passages by the mind alone it is to be perceived from brihadaranyaka upanishad and that which cannot be thought of by the mind kena upanishad we are to suppose that the unknown brahman is brought into contact with only the mental state but not with the underlying consciousness what does it mean what we have discussed till now the one of the upanishad says brihadaranyaka upanishad manase vanudrashtavyam it can be known by the mind alone every knowledge is in the mind including knowledge of the absolute it's by the mind alone and the kena upanishad says just the opposite yan manasana manute it cannot be thought of by the mind the mind cannot conceive of it cannot reveal it what does this mean it means this apparent conflict contradiction shruti virodha it is avirodha there is no contradiction at all why now you can easily answer it yes it is to be known by the mind alone because vritti vyapti is essential pervasion by the mental vritti is essential for brahmagyana yes it cannot be known by the mind because phala vyapti is not possible or not essential not required for brahmagyana brahman reveals itself the reflected consciousness in the mind does not reveal brahman the sun reveals itself your flashlight does not reveal the sun so this is the answer what was the question we had what is the role of the mind is the mind necessary for brahmagyana yes will will the mind reveal brahman no <laughs> so yes why because vritti vyapti is necessary one must do shravana manana nididhyasana one must focus the flashlight 
but or you want to see the sun you must turn towards the sun definitely but then your flashlight need not reveal the sun the reflected consciousness chidabhasa in the in the vritti which reveals every other kind of thing in the world without which nothing can be known in the world but brahman it need not reveal then he quotes where did you get the all these fancy theories he says not mine he quotes panchadashi in fact taduktam it is said phalabhyapyatvam evasya shastrakridbhir nivaritam brahmanya jnana nashaya Thus it has been said, the authors of the scriptures have refuted the idea that the individual consciousness can manifest the Brahman, but they admit that Brahman associated with ignorance is brought into contact with the mental states only for the purpose of dispelling ignorance regarding it. Clear enough, what the Panchadashi says is that uh, the masters, the, those who have burped out the scriptures, Shastrakrit means the uh, the composers of these of the shastras. They have they have um, they have denied that the reflected consciousness will reveal the absolute reality. That cannot happen. Palabhyapti not necessary, but vrittibhyapti is necessary. For what purpose? What does it do? It removes ignorance about Brahman. We have ignorance in the mind about the reality and knowledge in the mind. Now we can be very precise. What kind of knowledge? Vrittibhyapti. Vritti Vyapti in the mind will remove the ignorance about Brahman in the mind. But unlike all other knowledge, Brahman, the ultimate reality, will reveal itself in devotional language. That's why in devotional language, again and again it is said, you don't realize God. God reveals out of his own grace. God reveals himself. or God gives you his own darshan. We have the idea in, in Hindu you know, mysticism. God gives you the vision. It's the grace of God. You have not been able to catch hold of God by your own spiritual practices. That's a devotional language. This also explains the Upanishadic thing, you know, um, that um, that uh, that the Atman reveals its, itself to those upon whom the Atman, uh, to, to whom the Atman wants to reveal itself. So what do you mean Atman wants to reveal itself to someone? It's just that um, Atman is, is self-luminous. No, your, your Phalabhyapti is not necessary. But your Vrittibhyapti is necessary. Then 176. Swayam prakashamanatvat nabhasopayujyate iti. Panchadashi also further says, Brahman being self-luminous does not depend on the individual consciousness for its illumination. Individual consciousness, reflected consciousness. Everything else is revealed by reflected consciousness. But Brahman is not revealed by reflected consciousness. Everything you can see with your flashlight, but the sun you cannot see with your flashlight. Cannot see means you need not. It is meaningless to shine your flashlight on the sun. Then... All this is true only of um, enlightenment, realization of Brahman. It is not true of other things in the world. 177. But there's a difference when the mental state assumes the form of material objects. When you see something, hear something, smell, taste, touch something, when you think of something, when you remember something, desire something, try to understand something, 
All of these are our ordinary day-to-day -day use of knowledge. Both are necessary, vritti-vyapti and phalabhyapti. Tathahi, to explain further, ayam ghata iti ghata kara karita chitta vitte ragyatam ghatam vishayikritya tad ghata agyana nirasana purasaram swagata chidabhasena jadam ghatam apibhasayati. Simple enough. Because in the case of the experience, this is a jar. The mental state assumes the form of the jar, makes the unknown jar its object, dispels, dispels ignorance regarding it. Then the consciousness underlying the mental state manifests the material jar. To put it very simply, there's a pot, ghatak, a pot. When I get the knowledge, this is a pot. First, there must be a vritti in the mind about the pot. What does the vritti do? How does the vritti come? Look at the pot or touch the pot or whatever. And what does the vritti do? It removes ignorance about the pot. And immediately, the reflected consciousness in that vritti, because reflected consciousness is always there. When the mirror is there, reflected face will be there. Reflected consciousness is always there. That reflected consciousness illumines the pot in your vritti. And you get the resultant knowledge, I am ghata, this is a pot. So both are necessary for any kind of worldly knowledge. Both are necessary. Both means vritti vyapti, phalabhyapti. This answers the question, what is knowledge? In Vedanta, this is the question. Before this, we saw what is Brahma Jnana, the knowledge of Brahman. And before that, we saw what is the role of mind in Brahma Jnana, where it is necessary, where it is not necessary. Taduktam, another quotation. It is said that's Buddhi, Buddhi, Tatstha, Chida, Bhasau, Dhauvapi, Vyapnute, Ghatam, Tatra, Jnanam, Dhyana, Shed. Thus it has been said, both the intellect and the consciousness underlying it come into contact with the jar. The intellect destroys the ignorance regarding the jar and underlying consciousness manifests the jar. Simple words, there's a jar and you have intellect coming into contact means vritti vyapti. You have a vritti vyapti, a vritti about the jar and understanding, a thought about the jar. And then there's falabhyapti. The reflected consciousness, chidavhasa in your intellect, in your mind, that illumines the vritti. So ignorance is destroyed by vritti vyapti and the object is illumined or revealed by phalabhyapti. Uh, the mind, the knowledge in the mind destroys ignorance regarding the object and the reflected consciousness in the mind reveals that object to you. Basically, what will happen at the end of it? In a split second, you will get the knowledge, this is a pot. Two things have happened. Your ignorance about the pot has been removed by the vritti in the mind about the pot. And um, the reflected consciousness in that vritti reveals that pot to you. And you get the feeling, I know the pot, I see the pot, I touch the pot, whatever. And that's ordinary knowledge. All sorts of ordinary knowledge. This is basically what's going on. And please note, in your own experience, you can immediately see all these things happening all the time. Hundred and eighty. Yatha deepa prabha mandala mandalam andhakar. Oh, deepa prabha mandala mandandhakar gatam ghata patadikam vishayi kritya tad gata andhakar nirasana purasaram svaprabhaya tadapi bhasayati. Just as the light of a lamp coming into contact with a jar or cloth existing in darkness dispels the darkness which envelops them and through its own luster 
manifest them as well. So the flashlight example, there are, there's a cloth or a pot in the darkness. Um, it's alliterative, you know, ghatta pata. So pata means cloth, ghatta means, uh, pata means cloth and ghatta means pot. And in the darkness, you focus your lamp or your flashlight. That focusing is called vritti vyapti. And that destroys the ignorance about it. And then the light, that means the reflected consciousness in the mind, illumines that object that is called phalabhyapti. Vritti vyapti destroys ignorance, phalabhyapti reveals it. In the case of enlightenment, you need to destroy the ignorance. Ignorance in the mind, destroyed by knowledge in the mind, that's vritti vyapti. Brahmakaravritti. But you need not reveal it because that what you're talking about is self-revealed. Um, so that sort of concludes our uh, discussion of Advaita Vedanta. Before you know it, it's over. After this, what will happen? A lot of interesting stuff will come, but the difficult part is over. The teaching is over. After this, what will happen? I'll tell you. Um, how do we do this? Sadhana, practices. And the practices we have been hearing all the time that um, it is Savarna, Manana, Nidityasana, hearing and contemplation, reasoning and meditation. But how? Is there any technique, special procedure of hearing or Shravana? Is there any procedure? What goes on in uh, Manana? And what kind of meditation you're supposed to do? So those practical matters will be dealt with. Very interesting, but nothing very difficult at all there. And then the result of it all, which is Jivan Mukti, enlightenment. I mean, the living while free. They will talk about it. And they're always in uh, ecstasies when they talk about the great fun that is awaiting all of us at the end of all of this. So there'll be the result of, of uh, all of this. Phalam, in Sanskrit, phalam, result. And that brings Vedanta Sara to a close. What we have done till today is the teaching, is Advaita Vedanta, an outline of Advaita Vedanta with all the concepts. The basic concepts have been defined and clarified. But remember, this, these are not the original texts. The original texts we will start after finishing Vedanta Sara. The original texts are the Upanishads, the burp <laughs> from the enlightened masters. So we will uh, start uh, studying all of that. There you will not find it so systematic, neat and geometric, you know, here it seems very neat. It's been organized and you know, thought over and systematized over centuries and you get it in this form. Remember, this was for introducing it to students, for newcomers. Now, when you jump into the Upanishads, you're going back to the ocean. We have learned swimming in a swimming pool here. Where everything is neat and uh, safe and nice. And then you're going to jump into the ocean to swim next now that we are ready to swim, but the ocean has waves and, uh, and sharks and octopuses and so on and so forth. Um, where, where is the teaching? Let me delineate it for you, mark it out for you. It starts with, um, it starts with text number 32. Asarpa bhutayam rajyo satparopavat vastunya vastuaropa adhyaropa. Superimposition is Seeing, just like seeing a um, snake in a rope, making a mistake. Similarly, seeing this entire universe in one absolute Brahman, that is superimposition, starts there. Text number 32. And it ends with where we ended today.
text number 180 with clarifying certain matters regarding illumination or enlightenment. So this is Advaita Vedanta. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit remaining now, um, but the essence has been touched upon. You are equipped to, to actually swim in the ocean uh, with the big guys now. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at what's being discussed in the chat. How do I become, Prabir Basu is asking, how do I become aware of the vritti? Is it the chidavas or the pure consciousness which makes me aware of the vritti? Uh, uh, the vritti itself is always illumined by the chidavas. But the object of the vritti, that you are having a vritti in the mind, that is always revealed by chidavas. But the object of the vritti, that is revealed by um, chida, by the vritti, by the phalabhyapti in the case of ordinary objects, but in the case of the absolute reality, pure consciousness, which is your own reality, that is self-revealed. That um, uh, reflected consciousness need not reveal. It's like this. When I look at this book, I have book akara vritti in my mind. So this looking at the book and attending to this information creates a vritti in the mind. That there is a vritti in the mind is revealed, uh, revealed by the reflected consciousness. But this book also has to be reflect, uh, revealed by the reflected consciousness because the book is not luminous. I mean, it's, it's not consciousness itself. But when the question is about Brahman, my real self, then the vritti will, uh, will remove the ignorance about my real self. I know what it is like. And then the real self will become obvious to me. It's already obvious. It's already there, actually. Just like, it's just like the um, original face, my real face is always there. Whenever I'm looking at my reflected face in the mirror, my original face, the real face is always there. But what's the problem? You can see the reflected face, but you can't see the original face, the real face. Similarly, reflected consciousness, Chidabhasa, you are aware of that. You are using that to become aware of everything and that also you are aware of right now. But the um, real consciousness, pure consciousness, Chit, Brahman, Atman, witness consciousness, you're not aware of it. Because it's not an object. In enlightenment, you realize what it is. And you are free. What happens is, that suddenly I realize, oh, I'm not that reflected face which is entirely dependent on the mirror. Mirror gets dirty, reflected face, reflection is poor. Mirror is cracked, reflection is disturbed. Mirror is wavy or concave or convex, reflection changes. The reflected face is entirely dependent on the mirror because it's nothing other than uh, the you know the it, it is it is it shares the material nature of the mirror but the moment i realize i am not it i am this i'm free of the mirror and all its limitations now all the sorrow suffering limitations uh, of the reflected consciousness i am free of it i always was but i didn't know it it's a um, this is called adhyasa, mutual superimposition, anyonya adhyasa. How does it work? I am the real uh, consciousness. I am infinite. I am real. Um, I shine forth. Now, I superimpose that uh, reflected consciousness upon myself, which means what? The um, evident nature of that reflected consciousness, which is very limited, 
I feel I am limited now. And I superimpose my own nature on that reflected consciousness. And the reflected consciousness feels I am real, I am conscious, I shine. So now you have an amalgamation, a strange mixture of two things. I am real and I am limited. What are you really? You are real and you are unlimited. You are awareness. What are you not? That limited consciousness, reflected consciousness. But when you mix them up, when you superimpose one on the other, the two appear as a real and limited consciousness. And tell me, isn't that what we think of ourselves right now? We are really there and we are very limited uh, conscious beings. That's what we think. That's the amalgamation of um, Chit and Chidabhasa. Super, this mixture. It's like a strange, weird thing where I, the real face, having forgotten my nature, but I'm there. Even if I forget the real face, the real face will always be there. I now think I am that reflected face in that mirror. I don't even call it a reflected face. I say, that's me. Now everything that affects the mirror now affects me. Though it really doesn't. Then Krishnamurti Vishwanathan asks, is Ahankara Vritti and is lighted up by Chidavas? Absolutely. Ahankara is Vritti. Every function of the mind is the Vritti. What are the functions of the mind? Mana, Buddhi, Jitta, Ahankara. Mana has Sankalpa, Vikalpa. Thoughts about Vritti is about objects. And then the intellect is, uh, definition of intellect, we, we read all of that. You know, that's the beauty of the Vedanta Sara. I can use it to answer all your questions. You asked, is Ahankara Vritti and is it lighted up by Chidabhasa? Let me give you the answer. The book has already given the answer. Please go back to text number 69. Text number 69. Direct answer to your question. This is the beauty of Vedanta Sara. You asked Ahankara, is it a function of the mind? Is it a Vritti in the mind? Abhimanatmika Antakkarana Vritti Ahankara. Ahankara, the ego, is what? is the, the appropriating function, abhimanatmika, which says, I am X, Y, Z. You know? But for our purposes, the answer is, antakkarana vrittihi. It is a vritti. And every antakkarana vritti is lit up by uh, reflected consciousness because it's like a mirror. So always the reflected consciousness will be there. When you feel I, that shines with the reflected consciousness. But you are not that vritti, ahankara, nor even the reflected consciousness in that. You are not the mirror, not the reflected face. Then Kiran asks, Swamiji, is Brahm, Brahmakara vritti the same as Manonasha or is this a result of Manonasha? Manonasha, if you see it as a sense of, uh, as um, samadhi, Manonasha can be understood in two ways. One is the negation of the mind. That means the mind is not real. Another one is the shutting down of the mind. Chitta vritti nirodha. Now, Brahmakara vritti, is it the same as Chitta vritti nirodha? Technically not. Technically it is a vritti. If you do Chitta vritti nirodha, samadhi, then the vritti is not possible. But the, the samadhi may be followed by um, the Brahmakara vritti. When you have the Brahmakarvitti, Aham Brahmasmi, in a very concentrated mind, it will plunge into Samadhi then. But why I'm saying this, I'm careful with this question is, one um, great sadhu, Akhandananda Saraswati, who was very well known in uh, the north of India, in the 
He went to the Shringeri Shankaracharya in those days and asked him this question that what exactly is the nature of Brahmakara Vritti? What happens there? The Shringeri Shankaracharya says it is like striking a rock, an unbreakable rock with a sword. What will happen? The sword will, uh, will be broken. It's not, it'll, it will not be able to crack the rock. It will be broken. What happens is, when you investigate, I am Brahman, with the help of all the Upanishads, the mind will be focused on this knowledge. As the mind, as it clicks, as it falls into place, the mind itself will disappear. You realize Brahman alone is shining forth. And whatever happens after that, mind comes back, body comes back, world is there, that's nothing other than the shining of Brahman. Now, if you want to call this Manonasha, yes. It's a very subtle and powerful answer. Here you can see the combination of Advaita Vedanta and Patanjali Yoga. In one side of it, it is like um, the Asampragyata Samadhi of Patanjali Yoga. On the other side of it, the initiating factor is the Brahmakara Vritti of Advaita Vedanta. It's a very subtle question. Prabir Basu asks, what lights up the object that I'm looking up? Is it that it is the reflected light from the object that is entering my eyes? It creates a vritti in the mind which is illumined by Jidavasa. Correct. But where does where the first light comes from? What is what do you mean by first light, Prabir Babu? I mean, if the let's say there is a book lying on the table, uh -huh. that book has to be lit by something. That's an external light, isn't it? Yes, that's or an external light. Yeah. External so objects, because your, your uh, sense organs will depend on external conditions. It has to be lit up by an external light, and that light will come. That is what your sense organs are designed to accept. That's a material light, of course. So that's a material light lighting up a material object. Correct. It could be light for a, us, uh, for a dolphin or a, or a bat. It could be the sonar, wave, sound waves. Um, you know, and it's just one mode of perception. Every mode of perception has its own physical mechanism. And all of that can be copied. Machines can do that. Um, I mean, your uh, radar and sonar and infrared uh, sensors, they all work on uh, uh, you know, technology already available in nature. That's all material. But if I, if I start from Brahman and, some, and if the world is appearing from Brahm, Brahman, yeah. Then I can't seem to come around. I mean, it, I get why lost not? in this. All of all of this. That's why all of this is useful. You start from Brahman. Then what comes next? See now. Now I will subcontract out all the questions to <laughs> you all because you have read Vedanta Sara. What comes next after Brahman? Maya. What comes next after Maya? Uh, the all the products of Maya. The subtle five subtle elements, five gross elements. With the five gross elements, what is created? The fourteen worlds, the universes. In the universe, what is there? There is the sun and the moon and there, is, there, is, there are chemical lights and there are electromagnetic lights. All kinds of radiation are there, which are all material. Those light up material objects. What are they? They are none other than Brahman. How do you know? The whole chapter on uh, Apavada, Adhyaropa Apavada. You go back from that material world, all these physical elements and uh, radiation and everything, into the subtle five elements, and the five elements are nothing but Maya. Maya is nothing but Brahman, Saguna Brahman. And Saguna Brahman is nothing but Nirguna Brahman. And then, 
Rekha ji says, you are Brahman with or without knowledge. Of course, of course. Then why go through all this trouble? Because you are suffering. You are in trouble. You don't know it. That's why you suffer. You're like, you are a billionaire. Then why do I need to know all the uh, you know, accounts where all my Bitcoin has been kept? <laughs> all the passwords and everything. Because without that, you can't use your billions. I think Dimitri is there. He's the Bitcoin guy. <laughs> uh, do you want to ask a question, Dimitri? Yes. Yes, Swamiji, thank you. Swamiji, I wanted to verify if uh, I'm getting it right. Uh, so at the moment of the enlightenment, the, the, very, like, the very notion of I disappears. There is no such thing as I. It's just Brahman. That's yes. it. A and very then, notion of I. You said yes. I. Ah, be very careful there. People, there's a tendency, many people want to say this, but don't let go of that. What will happen? What, what the, the tendency is to say that, oh, there is some absolute reality which alone exists. Neither the world exists nor I exist. No, that absolute is you yourself. Yes. Don't let go of the I. The I, as Dimitri will not, is, is not real, it's not there. But the I uh, indicates that absolute reality. Until yeah, there's that, a singularity, right? Yes. Why? There's a singularity. But why do I why does Advaita keep on insisting on I am Brahman? I am Brahman. Because one more you think about it, you feel that I becomes inconsequential there. You are right. That I is the ego. That becomes inconsequential long ago. But unless you realize it as I am Brahman, it will still remain as what is called paroksha jhana, uh, indirect knowledge. What is the difference between indirect knowledge and direct knowledge? I can put it very precisely. Brahma asti. Brahman is. That's indirect knowledge. There is this absolute reality, Brahman. Perfect, infinite, unlimited. Nothing else exists besides that. That's indirect knowledge. Brahma asmi. That's the difference between asti and asmi in Sanskrit. Asti is. Asmi am. Brahman is. That will not help you. That might be a very peaceful way of thinking about it. Brahman, I am. That will help you. That will immediately set you free from all, all trouble. So that direct knowledge is Brahman, I am. Brahman is indirect knowledge. Brahman, I am. Tenth man. That's the topic for my talk this Sunday. Tenth man. When the people were weeping and that we cannot find the tenth man, our tenth friend, then the wise man comes and says, that the, um, he realizes what has happened. They are not counting the 10th person. That is himself. He's not counting himself. So he says the 10th man is there. Your 10th friend is there. That is indirect knowledge. Everybody feels, okay, 10th person is there. But where? I believe you. I sort of get it that somehow it must be there because you say so. But I don't see it. How? And then thou art the 10th. He realizes, oh, I am the 10th. Then all the uh, sorrow is gone. So that I am the tenth, the direct realization must come. Don't let go of the I. And this 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 final, this kind of I am, it's sort of because as we as it as it continues to manifest in in Maya, it's an ego. The, the ego essentially becomes like when like well, my question is that all right, this happened, and then you know Brahmaganis continue to live. They can uh, the you know we are using they're using words, 
And when they say I am, that's Brahman speaking through the ego, sort of yes. say. And the ego already, like at this point, ego is permanently educated and there is no confusion that I am this or that. I am Brahman and that's it. Correct. That was the topic for our discussion in this, uh, in this last Lamp of Bliss talk. You see how these questions are beautifully answered there. For an enlightened person, what does I mean? I, when the enlightened person says I. So it leads to the larger question of what does I mean for the rest of us? For the rest of us, I means is this one, this body-mind. Or more precisely, in the language of the um, Panchadashi, it means, for the rest of us, it means pure consciousness, chit, plus reflected consciousness, chidabhasa, which includes the reflecting medium, the mind or, or the fragment of maya. Um, in the example, what does I mean? It means the, uh, the real face, the mirror, and the reflected face. That's for us. For the enlightened person, for the enlightened person, I means two things. We saw last time that uh, there is the uh, implied meaning, or the two, two implied meanings are there. One is that the I means um, pure consciousness. I am Brahman. For me, when I say, what are you really? I say, I am the real face, the one here, which cannot be seen. Uh, the one here, the real face, that I am. And for practical purposes, for dealing with the world, when Sri Ramakrishna says, I will go to Calcutta, I need a glass of water, um, and he sees his own uh, um, picture and he says, this will be worshipped. And so what is he talking about there? There he, ref he refers to the, the ego eye, the body-mind complex, the, um, the reflected uh, consciousness, the chidabhasa. The see, for the enlightened person, the enlightened person has done this one simple thing, has been able to distinguish between pure consciousness and reflected consciousness. Chit and chidavasa, that's it. So the enlightened person can refer in all truth to I as the chit, pure consciousness. And for dealing with the rest of us, can refer to the I as the chidavasa, reflected consciousness. But we can't. What we consider to be the reflected consciousness is a weird mixture of pure consciousness, reflected consciousness, and it's reflecting a medium. Yeah. Thank you. Sudhir says, is, that, is it that after enlightenment, Maya still continues her magic, but you know how she covers and know Maya's magic? Correct. You have found the magician and you understand the magic now. It will still continue and you will delight in it. For you, it is aesthetic enjoyment. The good and the bad, the suffering and the pleasure, all of it is the play of Maya. But you will have complete compassion for those who do not know the difference. They are actually suffering. Srinivas says, Is it like the finite knowledge removes finite ignorance about Brahman? When both are discarded, leaving Brahman, the infinite knowledge as your own self. Infinite consciousness, yes, as your own self. It's always there and that is, that is what remains. Rick says, in enlightenment, is there still a sense of personal self? It's almost undetectable like a candle on a sunny day or a current in the ocean. So understanding that some sense of personal self, Lesha Vidya, is necessary in order to function in the world. Absolutely. A sense of the personal self will remain and with all its qualities. Sri Ramakrishna liked, after enlightenment also, he liked Jalebi, the Jalebi, the Bengali sweet. And Swami Vivekananda liked chocolate ice cream. Uh, he could always be brought back to the dining table by, I mean, the 
his american disciples knew that the moment you had just had to announce there will be ice cream for dessert and he would be back immediately uh so uh so he oh, where does that come from that comes from the personality so sri ram uh, krishna is a, a poor brahmin priest from the uh, remote village of kamarpukur um, so i'm vivekananda is narendranath dutt a uh, uh, english educated calcutta boy so the personality has a whole constellation of likes and dislikes and factors but it's not them it's the mirror and the reflected face and they know about it it's the nature of the mirror and for them it's not me they are very clear about it but they hold on to it or it remains for a time being and sri ramakrishna says it's like a burnt rope a burnt rope if you don't disturb it it still looks like a rope sort of slightly singed and dark it looks like a rope but you can't use it to bind if you try to tie something it will just fall apart into ashes in fact if you blow on it it will fly away into ashes similarly the it's as you said it's like a candle in the uh, daytime it's simply overpowered by the blazing reality nisargadatta this is a sign of an enlightened person you see directly if you ask a question they give such a powerful answer somebody asked him are you always aware of your real nature as brahman he said yes what is it like is it like some kind of vague you know like a philosophical understanding like a concept or like some kind of intellectual understanding you know or, or like a background concept he said nothing like that at that time on the mumbai skies at that time sometimes you see you know, sun and the moon are both present he says brahman is like that unmistakable blazing forth scorching the light of the sun brahman is like that all the time and what you call the individual self and world is like that faint outline the moon on the other horizon it's there it's a faint outline it's world personality individuality and the reflected consciousness is that the jiva nature appears like that brahman is always um in uttarakhand they have these sayings in hindi uh, it says thasathas bharpur it is packed with brahman this universe is packed with the absolute real there, there is not the slightest space left over for an universe it must be an appearance every bit of it is the absolute every bit of it is god and if you use the- theological language there is nothing left over for for a material universe for a sinful nature for an individual being all these are appearances on the stage of divinity so um, amiji you, you were just talking about um, desires and last friday i think it was in the gita class we were talking about desires and i got the impression that you were saying that the enlightened person doesn't have desires correct me if i'm wrong but um you just said the enlightened person still has a sense of personal self and when vivekananda likes ice cream or you know ramakrishna likes jalabis isn't that a desire but wouldn't we yeah. say that the desire is sort of negligible by comparison with the the fulfillment of the self whereas for the unenlightened person the desire is rather all consuming because they don't have that absolutely. larger fulfillment yeah absolutely the the desire is it's the, it we might call it an abhasa an appearance or a shadow it's something that continues over from the husk you still you are using the the mask of the um, individual self so it has it has the original uh, appearance as it looked the way it looked earlier but every bit of it is permeated by divinity so that desire is like the burnt rope 
it will not bind the enlightened person. It's just a mask which the enlightened person uses to interact with the rest of us. But um, you still need those sort of little impulses of desire as a motivation. Otherwise, you wouldn't be motivated to do anything. Yeah. So what will happen is whatever was the, the mind or the personality at the moment of enlightenment, that will continue. So, um, but that is no longer the reality you are bound by. The mirror, whatever the mirror was and the reflected consciousness, reflected face in the mirror was, that will continue after you realize I am not the mirror, not the reflected face. But the, the mirror will be the same and the reflected face will also look the same. But you just now know you're free of it. So, Totapuri, Sri Ramakrishna's master, um, he had a fiery temper and that continued after his enlightenment also. So when uh, he was talking about I am Brahman, there's only one reality. And then this, uh, the night watchman of the temple comes and, you know, Totapuri had the sacred fire, the dhuni burning all, all, the, all night long. And the watchman comes and says uh, that I want to take some fire for my um, tobacco, for my sp smoke. And he you know, picks up a, like a ember from the sacred fire, which you cannot do actually, it's sacred. Totapuri flies into a fury and takes up his tongs and chases the poor man around and you, you can imagine he was this huge uh, and naked to boot and this towering powerfully built Punjabi and the poor watchman made a run for it to save his life and Sri Ramakrishna couldn't stop laughing you know he rolled on the ground and clapped in glee and laughed and Tosapuri said what are you laughing at and Sri Ramakrishna says uh, in Bengali I've seen the seen the limits of your enlightenment your your knowledge of you know you're just saying all is brahman why are you getting angry and todapuri said you're right and nobody ever saw him angry after that so this is the difference if they want to get rid of a particular aspect of that mask they can if they feel it's not not um, helpful or something uh, negative they can we can't because first of all it's it's us it's me and if you try to get rid of it, it's like tearing myself apart. For him, it's just a thing. Oh, this thing is not quite appropriate. Okay, I can erase that. And it's nothing to me. I am, I am that absolute reality. Then Alpana says, after Brahmakara Vritti dissolves, can the mind still try to create another Vritti to know what is being... Ah, remember, dissolves means what? Badhate negates. Remember again, after enlightenment also, the mind will continue to function. Vrittis will keep coming exactly like whatever else was going on. After you realize the ocean and all the waves and the bubbles and the foam and the surf in the ocean are nothing but water. Will the waves stop? Will the bubbles stop? No. But you realize that there's no such thing as a wave. It's water and water all through. There's no such thing as a blue sky. It's a colorless sky. There's no such thing as water in that, that place in the desert. It's an appearance, it's shimmering heat and it's a mirage. But it still looks the same. Similarly, vrittis will continue. Even Brahmakara vritti will continue to appear. But what is, what is meant when you say dissolves, it's negated, falsified. Don't forget the term badhate, negation. You realize it's Brahman and it continues to appear. So, vrittis will keep on appearing. So this distinction, it's absolutely clear to the enlightened person. It's a child's play. But for the rest of us, when we study, I remember at Harvard, whole class was de dedicated to one 
like a passage. Again and again, this comes up. The Buddha is omniscient and knows everything in the universe. And the Buddha knows, sees nothing, hears nothing, smells nothing, touches nothing, remembers nothing, desires nothing. Um, which is it? <laughs> Whatever is known, desired, thought of, heard is false. And that has gone for the Buddha. The Buddha will never see what is false and what is unreal. And at the same time, you're saying the Buddha is omniscient, the Buddha knows everything. Which is it? The Professor Garfield called it the brainstem Buddha. Brainstem Buddha, Buddha is reduced to a brainstem, like coma, brain dead Buddha. Is that what is meant? No. The brain is fully functioning. Consciousness and the subtle body is fully functioning. Intellect is fully functioning. Memory is fully functioning. Ego is there. Mind is there. See, don't get confused. They're all fully functioning as they were earlier. And yet, truly speaking, none of them exist anymore. It's only Brahman. Am I confusing you? It should not be confusing you. After you realize in pottery barn, all of it is clay. Do the pots all disappear? No. But what disappears was the idea that there are independent things called pots out there. Okay. Um, Lola has raised her hand. Lola, would you like to ask? Hello, Swamiji. Hello, Lola. Thank you very much uh, for, for your talk. I have a question about uh, Buddha's um, was speaking about being empty of self. Huh. Is it what he was talking about, being empty of the small Lola or small person or Jiva and remain and remain um, Satchit Anand, that what you was just talking about now that Buddha is... Exactly. Huh. In, in Buddhism, the nature of the mind is empty. Nature of the true nature of the mind uh, is emptiness. The true nature of all our experience is mind and the nature of the mind is empty. What does that mean? None of this has any substantial reality. Then what is real? Buddhism will say, don't ask that. For them, real means objectively real. And they will show whatever you think is objectively real is not so. It's not real. It's an appearance. And that should be enough to free you. You shouldn't have to talk about Satchidananda and, and, and absolute. So that's the Buddhist approach. In Vedanta, a positive side is given. You are the absolute. It's in Madhyamaka Buddhism, Madhyamaka and um, uh, Yogachara Buddhism of uh, the synthesis which you find in Tibetan Buddhism. There they also talk about the positive aspect in a very guarded way. They will say that it is the clear light of the, of the uh, void. It is the Dharmakaya, uh, which is always there. But they will not say it is Sat, Chit, Ananda. All of that they don't want to say. They just want to leave it there. And they are right. In one sense, it's good to be careful there. So yeah. it's just empty of self. That's how far they go. Yes. Being empty of self and to contemplate on emptiness of my person as just a small person, Lola, right? Yes. And after that emptiness of self, the person, Lola, will still continue to appear. Right. Right. But you are not it. You are free of the person, Lola. You are that impersonal awareness in which the person Lola has appeared, is playing around, and will one day disappear. You are perfectly all right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So please remember your questions. You can ask. We'll have more time from next time onwards. It'll be a more, uh, we'll, we'll be taking a more relaxed 
nice and things, you know, like you'll be more relaxed. The things which are going to come afterwards are useful, practical, but also pretty easy compared to what we have seen. Very good. Om Shanti 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 Harihi Om Tatsat Shri Ramakrishna Rupanamastur